0: What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co.
1: My name is Riley. I never listened to Dalmor.
0: Brittany's the best heart. <laughs> following broadcast may contain free thinking and open-minded discussion ideas skepticism and adult subject matter topics will be discussed using adult language sometimes gratuitously get ready to move the conversation forward this ain't your granddad's news and comment show this is i doubt it with thalamore all right everybody thank you for joining us welcome to the Three hundred second episode of I Doubt It with Dollamore. I am your host, Jesse Dollamore, and sitting across from me, the the excitement is palpable of a soon to be graduated lady. hashtag Graduated Laid, <laughs> Brittany Page.
2: Uh, those hashtags are still coming in. I got <laughs> hashtag Guilt Guilty Laid and hashtag Skeptical Laid today.
0: Gu- guilty Laid, yeah. What was that about?
2: Kellyanne Conway. Oh, yeah. Yeah.
0: How about dumb fuck late?
2: Whatever you feel (laughs) is appropriate.
0: So anyway, I'm just I'm kind of reflecting here that very soon we're not going to be talking about you school at all until, you know, Ph.D. time. But right now it's it's kind of the end of of an era. Yeah, it's sad because almost the entire time we've been doing the show, you've been in grad school. Yeah. Right? I think that's true. We started in March mm-hmm. of 2014, and you started when? August or September of that year. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Well, I mean, according to one of my professors, I might be working at Walmart after this. <laughs> so, I don't know. We'll see what happens.
0: I uh, I have a sneaking suspicion that you're not going to end up working at Walmart.
2: Yeah, well, he wasn't talking to me, but... <laughs> He did yell that at our class. Just
0: kind of a a rantor and a raver. Is oh, he?
2: it was full on screaming. It was screaming. Yeah, I mean, I was in a
0: graduate school class. I was
2: holding my chest because I sit in front. And he was yelling at the class, and I—I I, h-
0: holding your chest because it was vibrating the the goods. I but- no,
2: I was so <laughs> freaked out by what was happening, and I knew he wasn't talking to me because I had already
0: because you take care of your shit.
2: Well, I take care of my shit, but I also had already received my assignments graded. Oh, okay. Because I'm in another one of his classes, and this is for multivariate statistics, and he was just going off. I mean, he said that he doesn't know what people are doing there. They're going to work at Walmart, and that's fine, but, you know, they should. Do you
0: ever ever wonder if a professor, if that's just something they, every semester, they have to, like, gear themselves up for, okay, I'm going to throw my tantrum. (laughs) Or if he really was genuinely like, what in the fuck is going on?
2: I, no, I think he was genuinely pissed. And people were doing very Dumb things, you know, and mm. their statistical write-up, not writing full terms out and and things, just lazy little things that you shouldn't be doing when you're when you're at this level. Yeah, for sure. And so I kind of had a laugh attack, which is really
0: embarrassing. Wait, wait, wait! You had a laugh attack. Du- you had a laugh attack during his freakout.
2: Yeah, he had paused <laughs> for a second. And, wow, Brittany. And I looked at my friend. And we made eye contact. And, and you just
0: lost it. He said,
2: the professor said something about not wanting to upset us too much. And I made a noise like,
0: you, you made a noise. <laughs> was it, was it kind of like this? Yo,
2: Trump, yeah, it was a little like that. Yeah. We got some Hillary bitches on here. Come yeah. on. Man. It was very similar <laughs> to that. And then I had a laugh attack. So I'm cracking up. And, and hysterically laughing and everyone is just staring at me like what is going on and then he was like you have nothing to worry about miss page is great she's come to my office oh, out. and no. then starts embarrassing me because i didn't i didn't mean to draw attention to myself yeah, but i just started no laughing has this ever happened to you i don't know a is, laugh
0: attack yeah. yes
2: and you just can't We've control been it in
0: movies remember the laugh attack i had during the nebraska the movie nebraska oh
2: yeah yeah <laughs> Okay, so you get it. It's not that well, strange. Everybody
0: gets it. When when it's the most inopportune, inappropriate time to be laughing yeah. and you can't fucking stop. Yes. Yeah, that's terrible.
2: And it's really embarrassing. I mean it's
0: hilarious in retrospect oh, in, a re- great, in yeah. retrospect. It's a
2: great story. But that at the I moment
0: on. it's a bummer. Yeah. And it's good that he it didn't you know accelerate or amplify his freak out.
2: Yeah, well, I was holding my chest. I was so freaking yeah, out. Yeah, I know.
0: it was shaking the goods. No, I
2: noticed <laughs> that I was, like, clutching my heart. Like, it's going to be okay. We're going to make it out alive.
0: <laughs> wow. Well?
2: I was more just concerned about the disruption to the other classes. Oh, yeah. yeah. You're,
0: you're so concerned about I was. the other classes. I was.
2: Like, Jesus, this is loud.
0: Yeah. Quiet. All right. Well, listen, <laughs> you're almost done. And that's Ending a good on a high thing. note. Yeah, you're almost done. We are happy to see you finish, and it'll be nice. You have a little break before you start applying to PhDs and blah, blah, blah.
2: <laughs> wow.
3: All right. Let's get to really some excited. voicemails
0: and some emails.
3: Hi, Jesse. Hi, Brittany. It's Steve, the guy from Orange County that uses his blinker. You'll remember from a few episodes ago. Anyways, um, just listening to a recent episode regarding uh, Jimmy Kimmel's plea, and holy shit, um, I can't relate with that um, enough. Uh, last uh, last weekend, um, my son had an unfortunate, uh, extremely high fever over the past 10 days, and he was admitted into the Children's Hospital um, here in uh, Orange County, of course. Um, And my plea, and again, back to, I posted on Facebook regarding this to my Texas friends. Of course, I'm in California now, so you know my political views are uh, regarding health care. We must have universal health care. We have to for our children. Um, They don't decide their parents or their parents' situations. So um, it's a moral plea. It's not much more than that. There is no red or blue, black, white, yellow. There's no colors in this. Every child in America should have health care, period. We were fortunate enough where my son was diagnosed. Um, uh, fortunately, it was just a bad, extremely bad uh, infection. Um, he's good now, fortunately, but I could not imagine being a parent where I had to make that decision, whether it was my wallet or my kid. Of course, I'd choose my kid every time. But no parent should have to contemplate that. And so, just want to say, uh, keep up the good work. Sorry, getting emotional. It's hard to see a child go through that. Um, he's one and a half year old, by the way. Anyways, keep up the great work. Just wanted to sound off on the Jimmy Kimmel plea, and I hope us as Americans can step up. Thanks.
0: That's awesome. And thanks for the call. We Listen, anytime you can personalize something, it is, uh, it's important. And it kind of shocks me because every goddamn person on the planet has someone whom they love. So you would think that everyone would be able to relate to whether it be Steve's or Jimmy Kimmel's situation. But all too often... That's not the case. Mm
4: -hmm. Uh,
0: Maybe a a first step toward universal health care, and I agree that I think health care is a right, uh, an inalienable right. Maybe a first step would be for the government, since it's so uh, um, unpalatable for adults to be covered by the government, is everybody under the age of 18 has universal health care and is covered. Because sometimes parents are shitty. Sometimes parents are irresponsible. Sometimes parents are addicted to drugs. Sometimes parents are poor. Sometimes parents just don't value health care. Growing up, I have scars on my hands from chopping firewood and taking major chunks out of my hands from, like, the hatchet. It gets stuck in the wood, and you try to pry it out. Mm -hmm. And then you're a dumb kid, and you, you cut... Massive gashes into your hand.
2: Sounds like a lot of fun. Yeah,
0: and I had parents that were like, ah, just good for you. put some dirt on it. Yeah. Put a band aid, tie it up. Uh, there's plenty of times that I needed stitches eh, because it was expensive.
2: Wait a minute. You guys had band aids? <laughs> Because in my house, band-aids were for pussies. (laughs) Did you all
0: Yeah, that's true. Did you also hear that I said just tie it up? Because it could have been just
2: But you also said band-aid Scotch
0: fucking tape. I don't know. As soon
2: as I hear the word band-aid, I'm just very jealous. Listen, in the in the I still haven't ever used one. What do they look like? If
0: we're gonna have a pour off, you're gonna win. (laughs) If we're gonna have a poverty off, Um. hashtag poverty off, (laughs) you are you're gonna win that battle. Well we didn't
2: have them because we couldn't afford them. I was, again, because <laughs> they were for pussies, quote unquote. So, helmets
0: yeah, so were helmets for bike riding kids. so were helmets. Raised by wolves. So anyway, maybe that would be a first step. But certainly, listen, if we have the right to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, then we should have the right to do what would protect our health or our life through health care. So thanks for the call, Steve. We appreciate it very much. And we're very happy to hear yes that your child... Your innocent baby is doing better. Awesome.
5: Hi, Jesse and Brittany. My name is Bradley Knight. I've been listening since about October of last year during all the election hubbub. Um, I was wondering if you guys could clear something up for me about Sally Yates' testimony under oath yesterday. And I'm quoting from the Washington Post who is quoting Sally Yates. We began our meeting telling him there had been press accounts of statements from the vice president and others that related to conduct that General Flynn had been involved in that we knew not to be truth, said Yates. The vice president was knowingly making false statements to the American public, and General Flynn was compromised by the Russians. Is it not news that... um, vice president pence was knowingly making false statements to the american public weren't we under the impression from the white house that uh he was misled i just found it odd that even the farthest left-leaning media outlets uh barely mention this at all in fact the washington post doesn't mention it outside of this one quote in that article Um, Also, I wanted to talk briefly about the Stephen Colbert controversy. Um, It's not a homophobic joke. Uh, The joke is on Donald Trump being uh, so enamored or in love with Vladimir Putin that he would be his cock holster or uh, that Vladimir Putin can... Express dominance over Donald Trump by forcing him to be His holster and I think When liberals fly off the edge About stuff like this and blast him Um for making quote unquote Homophobic comments Um it hurts Our cause it, uh, There's a large portion of the electorate That is not hyper liberal or Hyper conservative and I think when you Go off and um say things Like this are homophobic Then you're uh, supporting the uh, the conservative side of the argument, especially where uh, political correctness is concerned. And I don't think we should be doing that. We need to uh, win over more voters. So just my two cents. Thanks, guys. Love the show.
2: So I think that's a really good point about the Colbert controversy, mm-hmm. particularly the alienating people that you might be able to win over. Because it could just be, you know, someone's on the edge, thinking of switching parties or yeah. thinking of becoming more liberal, and then they see that and just they one think, more
0: bad taste in their mouth. Yeah,
2: it's they're reinforced to believe that idea that they eat their own. they this,
0: yeah. this
2: these are the types of things that they get angry and push their own. You know, um, and they,
0: I don't want to be a part of that. Yeah, yeah, sure. Now, well, to the Sally Yates thing, I, I would say this, uh, Bradley. Next time, send us a link, because I can't test the veracity of what you read. And having listened to the testimony, and I, I didn't go through and re-listen to everything based on this one voicemail. But even the clips that I'm getting ready to play in um, she indicates that Mike Pence was unwittingly telling lies based on information he believed to be true. From General Flynn.
2: Right. So w- while I was listening to that, I looked up a quote and she said, but I will also say that another motivating factor is we felt like the vice president was entitled to know that the information he had been given and he was relaying to the American public wasn't true.
0: And that's one of the quotes I have. And I think that clips.
2: that's the approach that she took. Yeah. I, I wasn't, I didn't hear so when maybe she said. It was,
0: maybe it was a slip of the tongue. Yeah. You know, you just, you say shit and then. Or maybe the Washington Post, which I think is less likely, misquoted her. But it's more likely, you know, when you say, I do it all the time, I'm writing an email, and I'll like, say, this this doesn't make sense, when I mean it does make sense, or vice versa. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just a... Because I, 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 I truly believe she doesn't think and wasn't conveying that Mike Pence knew. In fact, I, I really want to believe, and I don't want to get into all this now, but... I really want to believe, as much as I think Mike Pence is a fucking bad guy, I want to believe that he isn't privy to all of this Russia collusion, corruption bullshit. Mm -hmm. Brittany seems unconvinced.
2: (laughs) Well, I'm just imagining in my head what happens when they all get together and they like close the door slowly and stare at him while they're close. And he's kind of looking in the crack. Wait, guys, (laughs) what are you doing in there? Is that what you imagine is happening?
0: He's got to know something's going on. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. I mean, what
2: what does he think is going on? This is what everyone is saying. And then he's seeing this weird.
0: Well, maybe they're keeping him out of the loop. So he does have plausible deniability. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't know. Anyway, let's let's <laughs> let's let's read a an email before we get to this last voicemail about the Comey thing.
2: This is from Janet. Hi Jesse and Brittany. I'm listening to episode 301 and agree with your assessment of not celebrating the fact that the cop got fired and charged. Getting them charged isn't the problem. The problem is getting them convicted. Yes. I also think that if lawsuit settlements were taken from cops' paychecks and pensions police brutality would end. The fact that we, the taxpayer, have to pay means that they will never learn that lesson. Love the show.
0: I would say this. Well, first of all, wow. (laughs) Apparently I'm just going through puberty, everybody. It's a good time. (laughs) You should try it out. My hormones are going crazy over here. Good times. So, So I would say this, that one, there is something to celebrate when one of them does get charged. Because... For generations, and you know, even today, it's a tough thing to get um, an indictment, to get a charge, and now we're seeing it more and more. But the next step in that evolution is to get convictions when they flat out fucking murder innocent people. Mm-hmm. So it, it wasn't so much don't celebrate; it was oh, let's temper the the party a little bit. Until the fucker gets convicted. Yeah. Yeah. Uh,
2: Also, thankful for body cams. Oh, yeah. Because I think that has also changed a lot of people's minds on the police. um, Seeing it. Yeah. Right?
0: Uh, Well, I remember, you know, years ago... I would just, even now, I have a tendency.
2: Like a knee-jerk reaction to defend yeah, the I
0: still think, oh, yeah, that sounds right. Well, if that was going on, yeah, fuck, that guy should have been, maybe he should have been roughed up a little. You know, that kind of goes through your head. Yeah. And now I have to really check myself, like, no, nah, na 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 How many times have I seen? Yeah, Brittany, that's right. Na-na-na-na. Na-na-na-na-na-na-na. Na-na. Na-na-na. is
2: not
6: that
0: a song?
2: Uh, yeah. What's... It's the song I was just playing. Oh, that's right. <laughs> If someone wants to try to
0: guess. So anyway, um, I have to check myself and, and say, no, how many times has this gone on where you think, oh, yeah, there's no way that Michael Slager shot Walter Scott in the back? No. what? No. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. The guy, it sounds feasible that he tried to grab his taser. And then only because of cell phone footage did we see that, no. He was fucking just flat out running away across the field, right? And got shot in the back multiple times, and then the tracer was just yoink, just dropped. Mm-hmm. So anyway,
2: okay, good songs. Ne- next email, seriously, if you want to guess the guess the tune, <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's a good one. Hi, guys. Like Brittany, I can't stay away from the comment sections on Facebook news articles. I am addicted to the hate-filled, sometimes illiterate responses most often from people who haven't even read past the article's headline. Most of the time, I am a passive passive observer, but sometimes I will try to educate those who are so clearly lacking a fundamental knowledge on the topic they are so fervently discussing. Recently, (laughs) that topic has been suicide or rather the justification of suicide in a way that makes a person almost seem celebratory about it. The first time I witnessed this was after Aaron Hernandez committed suicide in prison, and many people felt compelled to condone his act, exclaiming gleefully things like, "'Good, and he deserves to rot in hell.'" I know he was convicted of murder, and I know he was suspected of other killings, but is that a reason to celebrate another loss of life? The taking of his own life will do nothing to assuage the harm that was already done and has only caused more pain for more people. More recently, and where I couldn't stay silent, was on an article about the veteran who committed suicide after being charged with killing her service dog. Let me make this clear. I love dogs, and I am in no way defending the violence that led to the death of her pit bull. But if she really had PTSD, as the article stated, and that her suicide may have been a result of... How can so many people ignore the state of her mental health and celebrate the death of a veteran who who served her own country? People condemned her for the inhumane act of violence that she committed against her dog, but isn't condoning her suicide also inhumane. She goes on to talk about PTSD and how someone could possibly do something like that because of the symptoms that they experienced. Yeah, sure. And then she says, thank you both for everything you do. Your voices of reason are needed now more than ever. Sincerely, Lexi.
0: Lexi, thank you very much. Well, uh, I agree with that. Again, it's one of those things where, like with Aaron Hernandez, I mean, I have a lot more sympathy for, the, for the, the former soldier who had her boyfriend hold the dog while she shot it multiple times. I have more sympathy for her because of the mental illness aspect of it she was diagnosed with PS- PTSD. Um I have more sympathy for her than I do in Aaron Hernandez. So it, it's kind of like I'm not going to celebrate his death, but I'm also not going to I'm not going to get myself whipped up into a lather upset about it either. And that that might be a little heartless whatever, but eh, it's what it is. I mean, it's hard for me to there's a lot of people that you know, my emotional output is kind of a uh, it's quantitative, not so much qualitative. So, I gotta, I gotta spread it around where it's worthy. And he, for me, wasn't worth it. Yeah, but I am not <laughs> celebrating again. I am, it's, I am yeah. not, you know, fuck that guy. Yeah, you know, he's it was a sad situation all around. He still has family that loves him, and they're gonna be hurting. Um, but there is still people who are the victims of his crimes that are out there too.
2: Yeah, I think that was. Lexi's point is the people who like feel comfortable going onto these threads yeah, and saying things like that. Again, it's the internet. Yeah, yeah. And I, I'm i very confused by it. I mean, I see so much hatred in the comment sections yeah. on a regular basis. And even when addressing other people. I mean, there's no way that these people would talk to a stranger like that in a grocery <laughs> store. Yeah. There's just no way. Right. But they feel comfortable doing that on a thread on the internet sure it's very strange to me
0: i don't uh i don't understand being being someone who's personally i don't want to call myself a victim of it because i'm not a fucking victim but i'm subject to it certainly and uh i know for a fact that some of these fucking keyboard warriors <laughs> they wouldn't be quite as brazen or bold if we were sitting across the the room with one another not at all all right little uh hashtag braggart session huh Uh,
2: i guess
0: (laughs) all right let's wrap this with one last voicemail about the top topic that i'm sure everybody is waiting for us to get to
7: hey Brittany and jesse this is Allie. um this is my first call i the morning of the 10th about 12 hours after some guy donald decided it was Time to get away from Comey in Russia. And holy fucking shit. Um, I actually don't have that much to say because I can't wrap my mind around who his handlers are, how they thought this was going to work in his favor. But I'm also freaking scared that the Republicans in the Senate and in the House are not going to step up and that this is going to go away. I, I don't know what else to say. i um, been listening to NPR, CNN for the last 12 hours, and I just I don't have anything else to say. <laughs> Hope you guys are putting the words together a little bit better than I am. Um, it's been fun listening to you guys for the last six months because I need to smile sometimes when I listen to and read all this bullshit. <laughs> all right. Have a good one.
0: Well, I would say this, and this goes out to everybody. This is a long-distance dedication, everybody. <laughs> I would say this that I do believe that there are Republicans in the House. I've seen a lot of pessimism over the course of the last thirty-five or forty hours, and th- there will be Republicans who step up. and It might not be today. It might not be this week, but it is going to happen because look, politics is a game of if 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 the if they don't see this is going to personally benefit them any longer. They're going to jump ship because they're fucking cowards. And as soon as they see that the tide is against them, it's going to be en masse. It's going to be within one week. Mark my words. It's not going to be in one week. But within one week, once it starts to happen, it's going to be, holy shit. Who knew it was going to go down this quickly?
2: Well, several notable Republicans have already stepped forward.
0: Right. Even some non-notable Republicans, which I think is maybe more heartening
2: right and they have the ability to influence other people as well so i mean <laughs> that isn't the case in a lot of situations but
0: well, we, listen, we can hope we'll, we will get to all that
2: and we, we've we tried to put our words together a little bit
0: man l- better, l- let me but. tell you <laughs> and i guess i'll talk about this now you ever watch a football game Brittany knows so she's watched me watch tight sporting events Uh where it comes down to a field goal at the last minute, and I'm not sitting. I'm standing. I'm, "Ah, what's happening? Mm -hmm. I was like that most of the afternoon yesterday. Yeah. Standing, watching TV, watching all this shit unfold, because it was exciting and kind of a holy shit, what is the fuck is happening?
2: Yeah, I think that that was reinforced in you because that was how... The journalists were acting. Yeah, Jeff Zelani, out of breath on CNN, running to make his report. I mean, it was a really intense day. Well,
0: yesterday is a day. I mean, every day is a day that goes down in history. But yesterday is a day that will be remembered. Today's uh, cover of The New York Times will be one that people will remember. Just like back in, you know, October 21st. 1973, on the Saturday Night Massacre, with uh, Richard Nixon. But we'll get into that. See, look at we're jumping the gun again. So listen, everybody. We talk about supporting the show all the time. You can you can review the show on iTunes. We love that. Uh, you could you could give on on uh, on PayPal. We talk about that. There's a there's a, a link on the left hand side of the page to support the show and blah blah blah. But there's another way that really we're just starting to talk about, and that is supporting our sponsor, Suji's Korean Cuisine.
2: Korean food that is bold, complex, and showing up everywhere.
0: Yes, and it's authentically to the culture Korean. So it's found in the little deli area of Targets, and I would encourage you, because you got to eat, go find it, because it is, it is good It is not something... I'm not going to put my name on something, even though my name's not on it. Suji's name is on it. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. But I'm not going to vouch for something if it's not quality, if it's not worth your time and your money at all.
2: Well, you know it's quality because they spent nearly two years developing the tastiest and most authentically Korean flavors For their food.
0: I talk with some of the development team people and they, you know, the nerds who go into the technology of how it's done. Yeah. And it's fascinating for me because I'm interested in some of that stuff. Yeah. But let me tell you, going into the whole how they went into it for two years was, wow. I mean, seriously, it's R&D. It's like science. Mm -hmm. It's way, way out of my, the league of my little tiny pea brain.
2: So they're... They're in the refrigerated aisles at Target, HEB, and Costco's in the Southeast. Also, you can get their delicious sauces on Amazon.
0: Awesome. Yeah, and let me tell you this: if you go get it, tweet at us. Tweet yeah. us a little, a little picture. Yeah. Like a like a hostage video with the with the newspaper.
2: <laughs> <laughs> also, tweet us sti- uh, pictures of your stickers. Yes. So,
0: all right. And then as always, you can always support the show through Patreon and PayPal. You go to dollamore.com slash PayPal dollamore.com slash Patreon. And in the spirit of that, we have a few people who are new in between this show and the last one who have joined our Patreon PayPal family. Sharon. Sharon. Gary. Gary. Wilfredo. Now we can't use the name Gary when I say Uncle Gary or, you know. Yeah, you can't. Wilfredo. Travis. Travis. Claudia. Claudia. Claudia, Manuel. Manuel. Inala. Inala. Todd. Todd. Albert. Albert. And Carrie. And Carrie. Awesome. Seriously, it is an amazing, beautiful, humbling thing that people are willing to give of their money they're hard-earned money to help us move the conversation forward one episode at a time. We love you guys. Thank you very much. Dilemocracy. Facing down pessimistic politics with realistic optimism. So, before we get to all of the James Comey stuff, you know, I thought about... <laughs> I thought about, Brittany, how I would do like a joke, like put out a little episode and say like, we're, oh, we're not going to talk about anything but our favorite pizza toppings or something dumb.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And then have the, what, like, what? Yeah. What? You're not going to talk. But there's no way to do that with our medium.
2: We're going to talk about the pineapple on pizza debate.
0: <laughs> well, there's no way because you title your episode. <laughs> and... If they pull up the episode and they see that it's an hour and ten minutes long, they're yeah. like, come on. Yeah. They're not going to talk about sausage for an hour and ten minutes. I
2: mean, we might. As
0: much as I would like to talk about sausage um, for an hour and ten minutes. What now? That's a, it's a dick joke.
2: I, I'm, I'm getting that. <laughs> yeah. I'm just wanting more details.
0: So anyway, we're going to start today talking about the Sally Yates testimony, which probably would have been the biggest story, mm-hmm. hadn't it been for... Dumb guy Donald firing James Comey. So Sally Gates and former um, director of national intelligence James Clapper testified before a Senate subcommittee. And there was, listen, it is the drip, drip, drip of information that is coming out about the Russian connections and about uh, the different Trump players and their connections to Russia. Every little bit of testimony we get brings us a little closer to understanding what went on. And Michael Flynn, things are not looking good for this guy. Here she is telling the committee members that Flynn did indeed lie to Mike Pence.
6: The Russians can use compromised material information in a variety of ways, sometimes overtly and sometimes subtly. And, again, our concern was is that you have a very sensitive position, like the national security advisor, and you don't want that person to be in a position where, again, the Russians have leverage over him. But I will also say we another motivating factor is that we felt like the vice president was entitled to know that the information he had been given and that he was relaying to the American public wasn't true. So what you're saying is uh, that General... Flynn lied to the vice president. That's that's certainly how it appeared, yes, because the vice president went out and made statements about General Flynn's conduct that he said were based on what General Flynn had told him. And we knew that that just flat wasn't true.
0: So you'll remember, I'm sure, that Sally Yates was the acting attorney general after Obama left office and Loretta Lynch left with him. Sally Yates took her place as the acting attorney general. Mm-hmm. She actually went to the White House and tried to get Donald Trump to, well, tried to warn him about Flynn's behavior, about Flynn's connections, about Flynn's conduct, and was rebuffed. And it was only eight, It was 18 days later that Trump actually took the initiative to fire Mike Flynn and only... When his behavior became public, which, by the way, she denied multiple times under oath to the committee that she was the one who leaked the, the information to the public and to the press. Flatly denied it. No, she has never leaked classified information to the press. So she seems like an honorable woman, a woman to me.
2: Yeah. And it's also interesting to see how Republicans react to her because she's not partisan or she's not known for being a partisan person.
0: No, in fact, there was a case when she was a uh, attorney, uh, a US attorney in in Georgia that she was prosecuting a democratic a, a democrat mayor of Atlanta. Yeah, and Democrats were accusing her of being a Republican then. That's the kind of person we want. Someone who when they're doing their job, They're getting criticized by both parties, and the accusation is, oh, you're a member of the opposite party. That's what we want.
2: She was a prosecutor for over 27 years, and apparently prosecuted many cases where a Democratic person was involved.
0: She's also no pushover. Hashtag tough laid. Yeah. (laughs) Well, in this next clip, it gets a little even more aggressive with her language talking about how Mike Flynn was compromised by the Russians.
6: The first thing we did was to explain to Mr. McGann that the underlying conduct that General Flynn had engaged in was problematic in and of itself. Secondly, we told him we felt like the vice president and others were entitled to know that the information that they were conveying to the American people wasn't true. And we wanted to make it really clear right out of the gate that we were not accusing Vice President Pence of knowingly providing false information to the American people. And, in fact, Mr. McGann responded back to me to let me know that anything that General Flynn would have said would have been based—excuse me, anything that Vice President Pence would have said would have been based on what General Flynn had told him. Um, we told him the third reason was is because we were concerned that the American people had been misled— about the underlying conduct and what General Flynn had done and additionally that we weren't the only ones that knew all of this that the Russians also knew about what General Flynn had done and the Russians also knew that General Flynn had misled the vice president and others because in the media accounts it was clear from the vice president and others that they were repeating what General Flynn had told them and that this was a problem because not only did we believe that the Russians knew this, but that they likely had proof of this information and that created a compromise situation, a situation where the national security advisor essentially could be blackmailed by the Russians. Finally, we told them that we were giving them all of this information so that they could take action, the action that they deemed appropriate. Um, I remember that Mr. McGahn asked me whether or not general Flynn should be fired And I told him that that really wasn't our call. That was up to them. But that we were giving them this information so that they could take action.
0: Those are historic, powerful words that the National Security Advisor put himself in a position in which he could be blackmailed by the Russians. Mm Mm-hmm. Are you fucking kidding me? Then she goes to the White House with a sense of patriotism and duty to this country that she has served for her her entire life. Goes to the President of the United States and says, hey, we've got a problem here and I want to inform you about what's going on. To which she gets shooed away and Mike Flynn gets to stay in the highest of level meetings for for another almost 20 days.
2: Well, she is a woman, so.
0: That's right. Hashtag tough <laughs> laid. So, and again, only because it bears repeating, he stayed on for almost 20 more days and was only fired when the Washington Post revealed these details. That's a problem. That's a problem on many fronts, notably Donald Trump's judgment.
2: Well, everything was fine when the American people were unaware of
0: right. what was going on. Yeah.
2: Huh. I wonder if that could apply to other situations.
0: <laughs> hmm. Right. Yeah. Every, well, we don't... They would have denied, 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 denied. And then once it becomes public, then it's, oh, oh, we better do something. Right. What else? <laughs> what, what other things that are happening right now... Yeah. Are they denying, denying, denying? And then once they become public, oh, uh, you hear the cartoon feet running, you know, like a into they... the bushes, <laughs> into the bushes. Yeah, we'll we, we'll we'll get to that. But speaking of hashtag tough laid, I wanna I wanna play the clip. I've have it here loaded of the little the little back and forth she had with Lion Ted with fucking Lion Ted. Let me tell you <laughs> something about Ted Cruz's voice. Uh, Here we go. Seriously, I think I tweeted this. But if a sound was punchable, mm-hmm. Ted Cruz's voice would qualify. Yeah. If if a sound could be chopped in the fucking throat like with a, a flat karate chop hand, <laughs> Ted Cruz's voice would qualify.
2: A flat karate chop hand. Oh,
0: yeah.
4: Are you familiar with 8USC section
6: 1182? Not off the top of my head, no.
4: Well, it, it it is the well, binding statutory. Th-
6: it, it, it it
0: it is. Well, well, let
2: me get ready to tell you about
0: it. It's, it's got kind of that weird. I can't get high enough and that kind of that squeaky going on. Yeah, but it's, it's like a cartoon voice. All
2: I can see is the bug that he swiped into his mouth with his oh, tongue the during debate. the debate. You're welcome, everybody. Ugh. <laughs> <Bleh>. <laughs>
4: authority for the executive order that you refused to implement and that led to your termination so it it certainly is irrelevant and not a terribly obscure statute
0: mm-hmm.
4: by this express text of the statute it
0: says quote let me ask you this Brittany. before he gets to his express text of the, of the quote of the statute uh why didn't donald trump capitalize on the booger eaten? you know what why why was it why did he continue with lion ted and not booger eating ted during the primaries
2: i don't know it's a really good question
0: that's right down his alley
2: it really is it's not
0: high too high brow or too low brow for (laughs) donald trump (laughs) yeah it's what i would have done had i been donald trump
2: Mm, good to know
0: on with the quote of the statute Whenever the president
4: finds that the entry of any alien or of any class of aliens into the United States would be detrimental to the interest of the United States, he may by proclamation and for such period as he shall deem necessary suspend the entry of all aliens or any class of aliens as immigrants or non-immigrants or impose on the entry of aliens any restrictions he may deem appropriate. Would you agree that that is broad statutory authorization?
6: I would, and I am familiar with that, and I'm also familiar with an additional provision of the INA that says, no person shall receive preference or be discriminated against in issuance of a visa because of race, nationality, or place of birth that I believe was promulgated after the statute that you just quoted. And that's been part of the discussion with the courts with respect to the INA, is whether this more specific statute trumps the first one that you just described. But my concern was not an INA concern here. It rather was a constitutional concern, whether or not this um, the executive order here violated the Constitution, specifically with the Establishment Clause and Equal Protection and Due Process.
0: Wow. Right in his asshole, as they say. Uh, <laughs> That's what they say.
2: Taking care of biz.
0: Booger eating Ted just took one right in the ass.
2: I would say taking care of biz.
0: It was awesome. She broke out the chronology argument that one one of these statutes supersedes the other because it's newer. Because uh, whether it be people who, who write these regulations or laws that are written... When, when a newer law gets piled upon an older law, the newer law should take precedence. That's what she's saying. Mm-hmm. She also says, well, that's kind of the argument that's going on in the courts. And ev- although I might be maligned by the Republican Party right now for not um, discharging the order that was laid out by Donald Trump to enact the Muslim ban, uh, I'm being backed up by the courts, so... Fuck all y'all. Yeah, I mean, that's not what she's saying, but
2: well, I, eh, that's what I think she, it's in her heart. I also <laughs> loved his slight insult before he started reading it, where he said that it's not, it's not unknown and it's not irrelevant. So she should really know what it is. Yeah, yeah. you know, I just imagine she's sitting there thinking, "This dick." <laughs> yeah, go ahead, read it. I
0: think a lot of people were thinking, "This dick," <laughs> while it was going on. Yeah. So, all of this is, its one, it's relevant because it's all brand new news. 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 But it's also <laughs> relevant because she did get fired by Donald Trump. Yes. Presumably mm-hmm. because of the Muslim ban. Mm-hmm. But she was one of the individuals who was involved in an investigation of Donald Trump. Mm-hmm. The other one being pre- um, Brahma, or whatever his name is, the... The state's attorney Mm
8: -hmm.
0: in New York, the U.S. attorney in New York, Mm -hmm. he was also investigating, but more on the civil side, not the campaign. He also got fired by Donald Trump. So now we have James Comey, who is also the only other individual who is in charge of an investigation of Donald Trump within the executive branch, and he has now... Been shit canned, quite unceremoniously, I might add.
2: So you said the only other one, but the investigations will presumably continue. No, they
0: they are continuing. But this is a man who is the executive, if you will, the 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 chief, the boss over the invest. For sure, the investigation's going to continue.
2: Okay,
0: this isn't something. It's not. It, it's compartmentalized. Whatever yeah. the new chief is, like there's an acting chief right now, an act, act, active uh, uh, director of the FBI, he's now in charge of the same investigation that was there before. So Donald Trump is just, a, again, a fucking dumb guy who thinks if you get rid of Comey, all of a sudden the FBI just doesn't know how to work. There's still all those agents who were assigned to the investigation are still there investigating.
2: So when this news broke... On Tuesday around 4 p.m. Los Angeles time, I got like 12 news alerts to my phone and probably four messages from people
0: alerting me what was going on. One of them was me.
2: Yeah. So this was huge when this happened.
0: Never in the history of our country has an FBI director been fired while investigating the person who fired them.
2: Right. And so I don't know where you want to start on the timeline. If you want me to start with the letters that were sent, the the
0: let's. uh, No, let, let's start here. Let, let, yeah, let's start with the the let's start with the supposition that the White House is putting out there that Donald Trump fired him based on an independent submission and review of the performance of. All this is, by the way, fucking bullshit. But uh, a, an independent submission of the performance of James Comey by Rosenstein, who was the deputy attorney general, the guy who just got um, confirmed by the Senate, I believe 96 to 4 or 94 to 6. And that'll become relevant later because that number keeps getting tossed out. Like he was un- even unanimously conser- con- um, confirmed. So he must be doing a good job. One, that's not the case. A lot of this is political, and if he didn't make a bunch of... Look, uh, Jeff Sessions got approved, and he's in there. So it doesn't mean that you're awesome just because you get confirmed. So let's start with that. The, The letter from Rosenstein.
2: So he starts off by praising him, essentially.
0: Yeah, it's like a... What's the... It's the kiss, kick, kiss... Where yeah, you, uh, if you're gonna counsel an employee, mm-hmm. you want to give him some praise, then you shit on them a little bit. <laughs> but you, you gotta end the meeting with a little bit of positivity.
2: Yeah. <laughs> some people don't go for that, by the way. Yeah. The director was wrong. Okay, so he praises him, and then he goes on to say, (laughs) the director was wrong to usurp the attorney general's authority on July 5th, 2016, and announce his conclusion that the case should be closed without prosecution. It is not the function of the director to make such an announcement. At most, the director should have said the FBI had completed its investigation and presented its findings to federal prosecutors. The director now defends his decision by asserting that he believed attorney general loretta lynch had a conflict but the fbi director is never empowered to supplant federal prosecutors and assume command of the justice department there is a well-established process for other officials to step in when a conflict requires the recusal of the attorney general on july 5th however the director announced his own conclusions about the nation's most sensitive criminal investigation without the authorization of duly appointed justice department leaders
0: So, to remind you, on July 5th, Comey came out and said that the FBI would not recommend criminal charges against Hillary Clinton for her use of her private email server when she was Secretary of State. But he called her staff extremely careless in handling the classified material. And the quote here is, "...although there is evidence of potential violations of the statutes regarding the handling of classified information, our judgment is that no reasonable prosecutor would bring such a case." that's what Comey said. So this is one of the one of the few not there's not a ton of them but one of the few reasons that Donald Trump is using to justify having unceremoniously fired James Comey. That he was too tough on Hillary Clinton, that he didn't act correctly when he when he dealt with the Hillary Clinton email server scandal.
2: So they are also criticizing his October 28th letter to congressional leaders. That's right. Informing them of the existence of emails pertinent to the Clinton investigation.
0: That's right. That was when he, James Comey, sent a letter to congressional Republicans saying that they had opened another investigation into Hillary Clinton because of emails they found while they were investigating Anthony Weiner. They found emails on a laptop. That all turned out to be just duplicate emails they'd already looked at.
2: Well, and this was something that James Comey was asked about just a couple days ago before the committee. And he said that he had to make a choice between either speaking on this information or concealing it. And he chose not to conceal the information.
0: He made a bad choice. and so Because he chose also to conceal at the moment that he was investigating Donald Trump's campaign even then. And he didn't say that.
2: So again this comes back to Rod Rosenstein mm-hmm. saying in his letter the deputy attorney general saying in his letter that James Comey didn't do a good job with the Hillary Clinton sitch.
0: Right. So let's let's jump in our time machine that we have with the miracle of audio. Apparently these politicians don't fucking remember that there's recordings of them all over the place. Here's Donald Trump at that time talking about James Comey and his performance about the Hillary Clinton situation.
1: I respect the fact that Director Comey was able to come back after what he did. I respect that very much. And it took guts for Director Comey to make the move that he made in light of the kind of opposition he had where they're trying to protect her from criminal prosecution. You know that. Good job by the FBI. I have respect that the FBI has given it a second chance. The FBI, and I give them a lot of credit because they're fighting forces that they're not supposed to be fighting. There's little doubt that FBI Director Comey and the great special agents of the FBI will be able to collect More than enough evidence to garner indictments against Hillary Clinton. Oh, and there's James. He's become more famous than me.
0: (laughs) And of course, here at the end, that's them Uh, literally, literally applauding James Comey.
2: So did you hear what Donald Trump said to him?
0: Yes. He's become more famous than me.
2: I mean, how insecure is this guy?
0: That was him standing in the fucking White House. You're the president of the United States, you dickface. You're famous. What is this, a competition? Who's more famous?
2: That's what I'm saying. He's so insecure. How can anyone be around him? I bet it's just constant. I
0: I bet you it is fucking exhausting to be around him constantly needing to be coddled
2: Mm -hmm. yelling at the screen
0: oh yeah but did you hear that it took guts good job i have respect for him i give a lot of credit to what they did so much credit so much respect he had so much guts that ah you're fucking fired come on does anybody believe that he was fired for that reason Or is it more likely and more easily believed that it's because James Comey, it's being reported right now by the Washington Post and the Hill, just the week before, just days before, had gone to the Justice Department seeking more money and more manpower to further the scope of the investigation into the Russia connection?
2: Well, not only that... He started receiving daily instead of weekly updates on the investigation beginning at least three weeks ago. That's right. And this is being reported by the Wall Street
0: Journal. A conservative newspaper that James Comey was only getting briefs every every week or two and started a daily briefing about the updates. That means there's an uptick in information. You don't request a daily briefing if it's the same shit day after day after day. You get a daily briefing when there's going to be things to be updated on. So I think this investigation is starting to hit its stride. There's a fever pitch that's happening, and they're starting to get new information, powerful information, damning information about Paul Manafort and Roger Stone and Carter Page and these other Entities within the Trump orbit.
2: So it wasn't just the deputy attorney general that ha- that sent a letter to Donald Trump. Jeff Sessions.
0: That's right.
2: Attorney General Jeff Sessions.
0: You're keeping me on track because I could be all over the fucking place right now.
2: He, Thank you. He also <laughs> sent a letter. I can't find it right now. Well, Or I would read it.
0: <laughs> here's, here's the problem with that. And if you've been following this, I'm sorry if this is repetitive, but that's just the nature of what we do here, that he recused himself from the investigation because he fucking lied about his own personal contact with Sergei Kislyak, the Russian ambassador to the United States. He had met with him twice. And during his confirmation hearing, in his application and in person, Did not disclose it. Right. He fucking lied about it. Asked directly, especially on the forms, didn't include it.
2: So taking these letters together from Sessions and Rosenstein, Donald Trump wrote his letter and it said, Dear Director Comey. I have received the attached letters from the Attorney General and Deputy Attorney General of the United States recommending your dismissal as the Director of the Federal Bureau of Investigation. I have accepted their recommendation and you are hereby terminated and removed from office effective immediately." While I greatly appreciate you informing me on three separate occasions that I am not under investigation, I nevertheless concur with the judgment of the Department of Justice that you are not able to effectively lead the Bureau. It is essential that we find new leadership for the FBI that restores public trust and confidence in its vital law enforcement mission. I wish you the best of luck in your future endeavors.
0: Uh, Listen, (laughs) does anybody think, other than this guy... Trump baby we got some Hillary bitches on here does anybody believe other than that guy and his kin that that Donald Trump's not trying to I'm not guilty you you've said it you've told me that I want everybody to know it It needs to be on the record that Donald Trump really thinks that this is a uh a way to well I wrote it in a letter so, it's it's on black and white. It, ha- it has to be true now. Like, this is almost... We can enter this into the record in a court of law as fact. Th- that's not how it works.
2: Mm-hmm. So, he gave this letter to his bodyguard and wanted his bodyguard to hand-deliver it to James Comey because, apparently, Donald Trump... I mean, he's the you're fired guy, but he can't even make a phone call. He can't even...
0: He's, Go he's, do this himself. It's it's pretty widely understood and reported that Donald Trump is confrontation averse.
2: Which is come on. He, he claims to be this great businessman. Tough guy. And a tough guy. No, you're not if you're afraid of confrontation.
0: He's a puss.
2: How do you become a successful businessman? Fucking Weakling. And you're afraid of confrontation. It's the
0: same thing when he went down and talked to the Mexican president and the wall just, oh, and it never came up. It's because you're a fucking weakling and you can't, like a man to another man, like an adult, like a leader of a fucking country, you can't have a conversation about tough issues.
2: So... James Comey was not. Um,
0: he was in LA. He was here.
2: Yeah. He was not in Washington, D.C. And he looked up at the TV and they said that he was fired and he thought it was a joke and it was not a joke. And <laughs> so he.
0: A terrible, terrible joke.
2: He went on his way. So
0: he has now been asked. He's been invited to testify, I believe, yeah. this Thursday. Yeah. And uh, we'll see. Maybe it's Friday. I don't know if he's going to accept the invitation. He hasn't been subpoenaed, so he doesn't have to show up. He's a private citizen. But uh, I would say this. There's a lot of trepidation out there. I would say that there are going to be more leaks now than before. You don't fire up an agency like the FBI and expect there not to be backlash. I think they're going to be emboldened in their mission to investigate this Russia thing because there's thousands of agents who are extremely loyal to James Comey.
2: Right, he was well respected within the organization. Yeah. He was a beloved figure.
0: For sure. No, he's their He was their chief. He was their leader. He was he was the man.
2: So this Politico article is fascinating. If you haven't read it, you need to read it. It is Behind Comey's Firing and Enraged Trump fuming about Russia yeah and they go on to say he had grown enraged by the Russia investigation two advisors said frustrated by his inability to control the mushrooming narrative around Russia he repeatedly asked aides why the Russia investigation wouldn't disappear and demanded they speak out for him he would sometimes scream at television clips about the probe one advisor said Trump had grown angry with the Russia investigation particularly Comey admitting in front of the Senate that the FBI was investigating his campaign and that that the FBI director wouldn't support his claims that President Barack Obama had tapped his phones <laughs> in Trump Tower.
0: Right. Uh,
2: now, additionally, they thought that because Democrats were unhappy with James Comey and Republicans were unhappy with James Comey, that this move would have been perfectly fine.
0: Fucking dumb guy Donald. I mean, seriously, there's no one in the White House who can say, eh. I don't know if your if your 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 judgment nerve is working well because that's not what's gonna happen here. It's like no one has ever read a history book in this White House. No one has any concept of the historicity of anything that they do.
2: So another element to this is Kellyanne Conway, Sarah Huckabee Sanders, all these people are trying to say, well, no, he he got these letters and and he was just shocked. And so he he did what he had to do because look at what they're telling him. But other people are saying that what actually happened is he has been talking about firing James Comey for more than a week and the letters were written to give him the rationale and he for firing.
0: He requested the letters.
2: Right, so people are saying in in the know, right, leaks that he called them sessions, Rosenstein, hey, come in.
0: Had had him come down to the Oval Office.
2: Yeah, and the implication there is he told them what to write in the letter.
0: Right. And well, not maybe just what to write, but give that me he some reasons. Right. Figure some shit out and put it in a letter.
2: Right. Because I want to do this. Right.
0: Well, now Rosenstein is the entire this entire bullshit's being hoisted on him, and he's not happy about it. He threatened to quit over this over the course of the last day, saying, "Hey, this wasn't my deal. Don't put this on me. I'm not the fucking bad guy here." This was requested of me. All of these details are just coming out now. But it seems pretty clear. First of all, we're going to get to the bottom of it because the media is relentless and they will get the facts. They will get the details.
2: Yeah, he he didn't like that the White House was painting him as the key influence that led to Comey's dismissal. Apparently that is what made him unhappy, that he is the key influence. Yeah
0: when it was asked of him to do it, to give Donald Trump the justification. So, so are, no, are, go ahead. Are, are
2: we moving into what happened today? Who, well, yeah, who visited the white house?
0: Exactly. Another, another aspect of this that the, it's just fucking dumb guy. Donald, you fire James Comey, the man who is investigating you and your cronies You get rid of the investigator. And then the very next day, you have a meeting with the men that he was investigating you being in connection with. Uh, I mean, Donald Trump met with at at the personal request of Vladimir Putin, it's being reported. Vladimir Putin personally requested that Sergei Lavrov and Kislyak meet with the president of the United States in the White House. Let that fucking sink in. Well, and, and so what does Donald Trump do? Oh, yes. Oh, yes, Vlad. Yes. Whatever you say, sir. Yes, I'll meet with your, your, your uh, foreign minister, which is, you know, a secretary of state. What the fuck is going on here?
2: Well, also... <laughs> They didn't let the American press in. Ugh. However, yes. former Intel officials are concerned because a Russian photographer was allowed into the Oval Office. Mm-hmm. And the possibility of that person having brought in surveillance gear, apparently, yeah, is a thing. Yeah. Not only that, they the, the White House or the administration has said, because these photos turned up
0: on a... They got tweeted out on Russian media. Yeah,
2: Russian state news agency.
0: Right. F- uh, FFSS. It's like RT. It's just another network that's owned by the Kremlin.
2: TASS.
0: Yeah, right, right. Here's how this went down. Lavrov and Kislyak and Donald goddamn Trump They go into the Oval Office, and the Russia people, they get to bring their photographer in, who is a a Kremlin employee, essentially, being a state-run media guy. He gets to go in, but no United States press, no free press gets to go in. Just Putin's media, Putin's photographer, he gets to go in. He gets to take pictures. They get to tweet them out. The only reason I have copies of them, the only reason the United States has access to them in our media is because they were tweeted out on state-run media accounts in Russia. And if you've seen the photos, go to the Facebook page. They're on the Facebook page. Donald Trump is... It doesn't look like they're in the, the Oval Office with the president... It looks like he's so, oh my God, I'm so happy to see you guys. Thanks for, uh, it's like they're in, it's like he's in their office. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: It's disgusting. So the optics are either just fucking ridiculously bad or something's fucking up. That's it. Yeah. It seems to me those are the only two options. It's ridiculous. But let's get back to, really quickly, we got to wrap this up. Kellyanne Conway was wheeled out in front of the media again today and last night with both Anderson Cooper and Chris Cuomo. And it's like she didn't learn her life. She's like emboldened by her absence from being in front of the camera, being super fucking smarmy. Here's an example of her being asked questions of by Anderson Cooper.
9: You don't think it looks odd at all that the president of the United States is firing the guy who's leading the investigation into the president's White House and the people around the president?
10: Well, let me repeat that the president has been told by the FBI director that he's not under investigation. But That's there right an, in the you, president's letter.
9: Well, the president's letter is, I mean, yes, the president gratuitously in this letter says, while I greatly appreciate you informing me on three separate occasions that I'm not under investigation, he then goes on to say that uh, he agrees with the decision to, uh, uh, to to fire, to let go Comey. Um, but... I mean, clearly, this White House is under investigation. The people around the president, the pr- people around the president are under investigation. You would agree and with that, people, yes?
10: Uh, no, I don't. I know that you,
0: So she's denying that the White House is under investigation, that mm-hmm. Comey has said it multiple times, that Sally Yates said it, that Clapper has said it. He, The White House and campaign staff, who may or may not still be in contact with Donald Trump, are under investigation by the fbi
2: but this is the narrative that they want
0: right and so they're just outright denying that it's that, that, there, that there's an investigation
2: just like he did in the letter um saying right. that he's no longer in that role
0: so it's one of those thou dost protest too much just because you say it over and what did you tweet about uh sarah huckabee sanders
2: Something about repetition.
0: Yeah, you say it over and over and over and over. Doesn't make it fucking true. Mm-hmm. Sarah Huckabee Sanders, daughter of fucking funny guy Mike Huckabee. Ugh. Kellyanne Conway and Anderson Cooper continue.
10: Some are obsessed. You don't with believe the word James Russia, Russia. said that
9: there is an ongoing investigation.
10: The president is not under investigation. I'm around the president. I'm not under investigation. I can name many people in that same situation, but I know everybody wants to So you're saying there is no
9: investigation by the FBI that's ongoing right now into the people around the president of the United
10: States? I'm saying that, well, I don't know that, but I'm saying that to the extent that that any of that is true, the president himself is, excuse me, is not the subject of investigation. And most importantly, are you talking about the folks who were involved in the campaign? Yeah. Okay, well you said the people around the president. So are you talking about people who were uh, who are well, on some the of list them of advisors? May, Some
9: of them may This is the other thing that
0: fucking bothers me about Kellyanne Conway. Is she demands precision of language from Anderson Cooper. Well be be exact about what you're saying. I, I you have to be precise with when you talk to me and what you, the information you provide, but when I give answers, I have to be given all kinds of fucking leeway you have to provide me a wide berth on my answers because, oh, I'm just talking. I can't be held to account for the things specifically that I say.
2: Right. And I think that this interview has been pretty popular because Anderson Cooper rolled his eyes. Yes. And also... And good for him. Was shaking and kind of stretching his neck in frustration. And I I loved that moment. And I know that there's people who would say... He's a reporter. He shouldn't do that. I think that that is a fair point. I also think we are humans and <laughs> how infuriating would it be to talk to this person and just repeatedly have them lie to your face? Yeah. And I mean, it's insulting. It's it's insulting. So I I don't...
0: I am just... I, I'm not responding because I'm thinking in my head... Just like, you know, when you start fantasizing about flat hand karate chops and stuff.
2: Yeah, I guess. <laughs>
0: <laughs> let, let's let, let's wrap it. Let's wrap it with uh, we'll stop this clip. I'm going to move on because we've gone really long. Here's Chris Conway. I'm sorry. Here's I just combined their names, Brittany.
9: Tired. Still be around the present
0: <clears throat> Here's Kellyanne Conway and Chris Cuomo this morning. So Wednesday morning, the day after the news broke, talking about this very thing.
8: He had chosen politics over policy. You could level that criticism, but it still raises questions about the timing.
10: I just need to show respect that's not being shown in most places today to the deputy attorney general who is beyond reproach, is seen as a nonpartisan figure who was confirmed 94 to six, which is no small feat, two short weeks ago. I'm going to show him the deference and respect I commend to people to not listen to a bunch of sound bites today to actually read the two-page report if they're interested in knowing what led the deputy attorney general to this conclusion to write a report called, quote, restoring public confidence in the FBI. He handed that to his boss, the attorney general, who referred it to the president of the United States who took action immediately and fired Director Comey. And that's But
8: why take the action immediately? You don't have anybody lined up to replace him. You have an inspector general's report that are coming out.
10: You don't
0: know that. You don't know that. You don't know we don't have anybody lined up. And here in a couple of seconds you're going to hear, "Oh, you do." Well, who do you have lined up? Well, I'm not going to tell you that.
8: It she's she's combative. She she's it's ugh, goddamn. Well, that's the reporting is that you have McCabe in there right now. The president uh has met with that's him, but, but the reporting is boyfriend. that you don't have anybody.
10: Why wouldn't that make the critics happy his wife ran for political office as a democrat? I don't care what his wife does.
8: You know that. Look, I I'm telling you when you make it personal, it does not strengthen your position. It's not
10: personal. Oh, showing oh, okay. that when are you going to announce the new
8: director if you have this somebody man lined is up?
10: Not, that's up to the President of the United States.
8: But does he have somebody?
10: He, <laughs> Chris, I'm not going to answer that question because the President of the United States confers with his team on any number of personnel decisions, and it's up to him to have the timing. It, you know, you want to question the timing of when he fires, when he hires, it's inappropriate. He'll do it when he wants to, just like he fired FBI Director Comey when he was faced with evidence of, of, of that was unignorable now. I mean, read this report. Quote, I've read it. It's two pages, Gillian. It doesn't I take that long. Defend. And it mostly right, says people in there didn't like him. You don't want to quote from like it? No. You don't want to quote from it. I don't even see the word Russia anywhere. I'm looking for it. Oh, like I'm deal, sure it's not in there. I'm sure yeah, it isn't. Well, now you're now you're criticizing rod All rosenstein right. could it be that the reason that rod rosenstein wrote the report had nothing to do with that it has to do with quote i cannot defend the director's handling of the conclusion of the investigation I get that is his conclusion people Secretary can read it for himself emails. and his name is rosenstein well, by the way well that's great rosenstein well i meant him no disrespect in mispronouncing his name i think that you meant him some disrespect no, in questioning his credibility Look, these are today.
8: questions kellyanne and they have to be asked this the is simple. We can just matter. do a full chart. The administration of justice matters. The director of, of the
10: matters. FBI answers to the D- Deputy Attorney General. The Deputy Attorney General got in there. He did his own independent analysis. He came to these conclusions. He's written them for everyone to see. Gave his recommendations to the Attorney General. who gave the recommendations to the President of the United States.
0: Wasn't independent. Donald Trump asked for it. And then Attorney General Jeff Sessions, who has supposedly recused himself from this entire operation, is now recommending... He recused himself from the Russia investigation and is now recommending that the other, the only other person investigating be fired. The only other person leading an investigation be fired. That's not recusal, folks. That's involvement. So what Donald Trump ultimately, and then we're going to wrap here, but what Donald Trump ultimately figured would happen is this is would just kind of go away and fade into the night. But it seems that there's been an uptick in activity from these Senate these Senate committees and these House committees. They've subpoenaed documents that were that uh, Mike Flynn was unwilling to give voluntarily. Now he's under subpoena. The the the, the fever with which they are starting to investigate. It's positive and it's it's growing.
2: So one thing to follow, Finn Gomez, who is a Fox News White House reporter, tweeted that Fox News can confirm that President Trump is considering heading to FBI headquarters in Washington on Friday.
0: So not like only is he- Physically going down there?
2: Yeah. So not only is he firing the director of the FBI, he's now going to go down there just to say hi.
0: Yeah. I'm sure that's not going to send a message that, hey, I got my fucking eye on you guys. I'm the president. You work for me. Which isn't necessarily true. It's one of the reasons why an FBI director has a 10-year job. It runs for 10 years. He had six and a half more years left on his term. And Donald Trump shit-canned him. So listen, I'm sure between now and the next show, 303 there will be plenty of stuff to come out and we'll have to catch you up then because we've gone super long so uh we're gonna leave it we love you guys we appreciate you if you want to support the show go to dollamore.com the left-hand side of the page support the show there's all kinds of ways there we also would really love your ratings and reviews on iTunes haven't mentioned in a while and some of the reviews have they've slowed down but Man, we love them. Maybe we should read some on the next show. Yeah, Brittany page. Yeah, write some reviews. We'd love to read them. So we love you guys. We appreciate you. We will see you next time for Brittany Page. I am Jesse Dollimore, and this is Ben. I doubt it.
2: Wait a minute. You guys had band aids? Because <laughs> in my house, band aids were for pussies. <laughs>